Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Vibrational Make It Podcast with me, your host, Alana Jawson. Today's episode is a really fun one. I have Chelsea Hurst on, otherwise known as Chelsea Crockett. Um, she's a YouTuber, an author, she has her own podcast, um, wears a ton of hats, super interesting to talk to today. So I actually got to Skype call her, talk about all the things we talk about her podcast, YouTube channel, writing a book, and we also talked a lot about marriage today in this episode. Also, before we start the episode today, I just really wanted to give you guys a huge thank you. You guys have been so supportive all this summer with your ratings, your nice comments, and we've been growing so much more than I ever expected this summer. And yeah, so I just want to say thank you guys, and I appreciate all the comments. I love when you guys are sending me your requests and that this podcast has been helping you. And so, yeah, I just really appreciate it. I wanted to say thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let's go ahead and get started. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Hana. I was going to ask you before we started this call um, if you pronounce your name Alana or, oh, there's some other ways to say it. Because I have another friend that's named Elena, but you would never know from the way it's spelled. So that's oh, a I know. pretty way of spelling it. Um. So do you want to kind of like just give a little bio? I know you are a YouTuber, author, podcaster, all kinds of stuff. You wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I started out in the YouTube space when I was 13, and um, I was born and raised in southern Illinois in a small town with just really the same friends. I grew up with all of the same group of friends. And then recently, over the past few years, I switched all of my content to more lifestyle advice videos instead of just makeup that's what I was like obsessed with for the longest time and then uh just recently like two years over two years ago I met my now husband and we met in Georgia at Passion 2017 which is a conference for young adults um and it's it's mainly a Christian conference but it's also just such a huge gathering of people in the same age group, which is so crazy to see like 50,000 plus people in the same place. But that's where we met. And then uh, I just felt like, you know, he was the dude. So I moved from Illinois to Georgia. And I also like met a lot of great people here. So I felt like this was kind of like home away from home. And so we made the move. So did Nick. He moved from like northern Florida to Georgia. So we dated long distance for about a year and then we decided to uh, we decided to make the jump. And ever since then we're we're living in an apartment in Marietta, Georgia. And we love it here. We're still trying to figure out like long term where we want to be, but for right now it's Georgia. We love it. And we started a podcast at the beginning of uh, this year in January, and it's called Encounter Now with Nick and Shelf, and we love it. It's just all about authentic conversations that people really just spur on because they have so many questions around the areas of like relational health and um, how do I, you know, accomplish like the best the best way of making my dreams happen and. It's all about just taking a step today towards like the future you want. And so we, we really enjoy that. And I'm excited to be here and talk about all the things. And um, I love that you started this podcast. And I hope that it's been fun for you. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. That's super exciting. I definitely agree. That's like my favorite kind of content 
and I can definitely relate. Um, I just got married in June to Connie Young, oh. so like I love your content. I love listening to what you guys have to say. So I feel like I can relate to it a lot too. So I'm really excited. Um, what? Wait, wait, you said you just got married like a few months ago? Yeah, I got married in June. June, soon. How are you guys liking it? Is it a lot of things to get adjusted to? Yeah, it's definitely um, been crazy. I mean, we just, we started dating in high school and just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. We just knew what we wanted. We knew even when we were young that we just wanted to be together forever and really prayed about it a lot. And yeah, so we've just been figuring out as we go, I guess, but it's been great as so far. That's awesome. Yeah, there's like this, about three months in, we got to this point where we're like, oh my gosh, we're butting heads about everything. How do we like get past this? Because I feel like a lot of people could be dating for so long and then you enter into marriage and it's something totally different because it's on like a whole other level of like intimacy and just seeing each other for who you really are. And while that's beautiful, it's also can be challenging because you have to work out through those differences. But ever since we've kind of hit that bump, we were like, all right, this is great. We're, we're just going to have to like go through these times and it's just going to make us a better couple. So I hope that, you know, <laughs> serves as encouragement to you because I'm sure that that'll happen with you because I've heard it happens with like literally everyone. So yeah, we're like hitting that three month range now and I, we definitely get on each other's nerves sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, yeah, like you said, it happens with everyone. So definitely just working through it. <laughs> Definitely. It's a good thing to work through. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the first t- kind of topic I want to discuss with you is since you have so many platforms, I, the first thing I want to talk about was just how you manage it all and um, why you started, how you started, just um, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I I honestly have tried to answer that question so many times for myself over the years, but I've recently found that I need to kind of condense and consolidate what I do and do it to a better extent, if that makes any sense, to where I'm not like trying to put so much energy into so many things. And I feel like my husband could tell me, like, you still do that. Like, you still have so many things that you do. But um, I feel like I'm at least the Lord's working on my heart where I, I need to like say bye to some things or re repurpose some things. And so I'm working on some things on the back end where I haven't like told anyone about. I'm like a person where if I'm working on a project, I'm not going to like let you know at all until it's completely finished. (laughs) So it's been a lot of work, like just behind the scenes to, I guess, keep my head on straight and focus on what matters. But with like having the podcast and YouTube and then Twitter, Instagram, not that I need to be on Twitter all the time tweeting or Instagram posting things all the time, but I really do try to use my social media to impact people like in their hearts. And so I, I want to teach people how to do that for themselves. And so I'm working on something behind the scenes to help other people do that. Um, but it's just taken such a long time and I've had like certain ideas for years, but it's just so hard sometimes to manage things just myself and go for those things, especially when, you know, everybody needs to pay their bills and you would love to pay someone, but you can't necessarily put money towards that right now. So in terms of managing it all, I've, I'm like in the process of that, like learning how to 
consolidate some things, focus on others. And at the same time, I'm also an entrepreneur like minded person. So it's really hard for me to narrow down on those things. But I think that I can focus on several things, just not a million things. So that's what I'm learning. Yeah. Does it ever get like overwhelming? I guess having such a big following? Not really. I, I've, I feel like since I grew up with kind of growing with an audience, like I honestly used to have more eyeballs and people in my life than I do now. Ever since I like started changing my content, I've shedded an old audience and I'm gaining a new one. Most of my viewers, I've, I've been fascinated with it over the years, are even older than me. So I guess the way that I carry myself is a little bit more mature and we love to talk about topics that are relevant to people in their 20s and the transitional times and all of that. So my audience isn't like 10 to 15 anymore when it used to be. And usually those people are like the most engaged audience. They watch so much videos and content and everything. So to say it's been overwhelming, I'd say not. It's just been like a lot to get used to with like so many switches all the time, so many things that are changing through the online space. But you kind of have to change with it in some ways, but also stay true to the things that you're passionate about and want to bring into the world. So it's a balance. It's a balancing act. But I, of course, have not perfected that at all. But I sometimes just try to remember that it's not like numbers. Like I don't have subscribers or followers. I have like people across the world who are just, you know, going about their daily lives and they happen to be interested in what I have to say. So I try to take that seriously and not just put out fluffy content. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely like a really big age jump from (laughs) what you're used to. So it's really cool to see how you've transformed that, I guess. So yeah, that's great. Has anyone specifically really inspired you? Yeah, there have been several people over the years. I started out like really loving Michelle Fawn. She was a um, beauty like person. (laughs) I don't know how to describe her. She was just really a makeup artist that had so many YouTube videos over the years. But recently, like a few years ago, she quit YouTube and just pursued her makeup business. So she even still inspires me today in the business sense. But I'd say recent YouTubers, like I love the style of videos that Monica and Shelby Church put out. I think their content is like super on key with people in their 20s and especially things that I'm going through. And then for someone who is an entrepreneur, business mind, but also as a Christian, I love Jordan Lee Dooley. I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but she's just recently come out with a book called Own Your Every Day. And it really helped me in a lot of ways because I feel like we're very similarly minded and so those are some people that are currently inspiring me, inspiring me, but so many over the years. I definitely want to check out that book because I feel like I kind of in, in the same boat as you, just being Christian in the entrepreneur space. It's different because um, I guess you're going about your ways a lot different than other people and setting standards for yourself, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I would I would really encourage you to read it, but also – just following her, even if you couldn't like grab the book or anything, because they've been selling out like crazy, but like her social media is just so helpful. Like the captions that she writes on Instagram and she's really been one of the people that inspires me to take 
all that I do seriously, but at the same time, like, like take it seriously, but don't take it seriously. Like there's two other sides to it, um, to where you're just having fun, but you also understand the weight of what you're doing and what you're posting. So yeah, love her. I definitely recommend. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have a specific content that you like to create over others? Yes. I, I found that just recently I started changing the style of my YouTube videos. I was going through a time where I didn't know if YouTube was supposed to be in the cards for me at the time. Like if I was supposed to quit it and just pursue like other social media platforms and all of that. But then I just took some time, prayed about it, realized that I was just really caring about how much I've changed on the internet and how many people like don't watch me as they used to just because of how many changes that YouTube's gone through. Um, and so I love the story element of YouTube videos. Like I love creating a story and they might not get the most viewed um, videos or anything like that, but they're very fun for me to watch and for certain people who appreciate that kind of style. And I always try to like weave a West, a lesson. Wow. I was about to say lesson instead of lesson. Um, yeah, I always try to teach someone something through it, but also entertain. So usually two types of content on YouTube is like the one where you're constantly entertained, you, all your emotions are going cause you're invested in the people or there's content on there. That's like five ways on how to grow your Instagram. And that's, that's the educational side. So I love weaving in an educational aspect, more like a life lesson, and then also entertaining people along the way. I feel like that's the unique combination that I like to have. I'm still learning it because I just now started um, filming that way, but I'm really enjoying it. So, Yeah, I just watched one of your videos um, on like learning how to be white. So it was like a, one of your more recent ones. Yeah. And I really like that style, I think, just because it's so relatable. It feels like you're talking to someone just about it, you know? Right. Yeah. And I hope that, like, that style becomes more popular because I think it's very effective with teaching people, but also relating in a sense. So I enjoy doing that video. It took me so long to film it because I, there were so many parts and pieces I wanted in it. Um, but I think taking that extra effort over time is going to be worth it so that more people can see it and more lives are impacted. Um, so that's the goal, but I'm glad you liked that. I'm glad you watched it too. Cause I was hoping that wives would, would see that and relate in some way. Oh yeah. Cause like, I mean, like you're young too, you can probably relate like just the relationship advice. Now you, you kind of, I guess for me, I look to a lot of older people. So it's cool now that a lot of young girls are coming out and, you know, talking about your, their faith and relating it with their marriage. And I just love listening to that stuff. It inspires me so much. Yeah, same here. There's a few podcasts I listen to and a lot of people like our age are, they made the same step and they are like already have a kid. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not ready for that, but... Uh, it's interesting to see, like, they're just, like, one step ahead in the life, I guess, the lifespan of, you know, what you usually do when you get married. And it's just unique to hear all the things that they're going through and that I can kind of expect whenever that happens to me, too. So I love the fact that we can 
do podcasts and and just listen all the time. I listen to so many, it's crazy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I really enjoy the fact that so much advice is just at the touch of our fingers, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It's it's been so interesting just seeing podcasts evolve. Um, So the last kind of question talking about content is what is the best piece of career advice you've ever been given? That is quite the question. Man, I've, I've been given so much. I feel like one is like in terms of goals and dreams and all of that, it's okay to fail several times and try it several different ways, but just don't quit at what you know you're called to do and, and what that dream is. And so I've taken that and several different ways. There's been times where I've been burnt out on certain things and where I knew I needed some sort of replenishment into what I'm doing or needed to take a different direction. And that has kind of like stuck in the back of my mind. Like just don't, don't quit, but maybe change things. And I have a friend that recently said, it's hard to start something new, but it's easier to kind of shape what you've already made into something different. And so I think it's it's really nice to look back at certain things that we've done in our lives and say, okay, I love that I did that. May not feel like me right now. How can we shift and evolve it to make it better and to make it help more people? So I'd say that was probably the best career-based advice I've ever been given. That's really interesting. I love that. Yeah. Next topic you recently wrote a new book called Above All Else. You want to kind of talk about your book a little bit, like how you started it, why you wrote it? Yeah, for sure. So Above All Else is a 60-day devotional. And while I was writing my first book, which was Your Own Beautiful, I had kind of like, I knew that I wanted to write a devotional someday. I just didn't know when it would be. And then the publisher that I was with, like, was all on board for me to immediately start writing the devotional and and I had a lot of help with my first book because I really didn't feel this is a bad feeling but I didn't feel qualified to do what I was doing so I got a, a lot of help I wish I would have like attempted to do it on my own but I was also starting college and I just didn't want to like completely take on a project on my own but this devotional has been something that I sat down and I wrote like every day for several months and uh, just really tweaked what I was saying and tried to make sure that my devotional was based on scripture and what I've learned from it and also what I feel that the Lord wants us to call our attention to in certain passages and, and books of the Bible because I think there's so much advice in there that we can take into every aspect of our lives. So above all else, that title comes from just making sure that through all the things that we're doing in life, that Christ is at the center and at the forefront of what we're doing. And that just makes everything more purposeful. It brings it purpose. So I loved writing it. I love the process of making um, that book. And I hope it really helps a lot of people. Yeah, that that's amazing. Um, and I love that you really dug deep into scripture why you made it because I know there's a lot of devotionals um out there there I mean there's millions <laughs> um <laughs> one thing my husband's dad is actually my pastor and he's always talked about like there's nothing like you can read all the devotionals in the world but like you still need to 
be going to your scripture. And so I love that you really incorporated that and then wrote everything from right from the heart. So that's really great that you're putting that out there for so many girls and boys to read. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love the fact that I've, I've read a lot of devotionals and they used to help me a lot, and especially in times where life was just really tough and I didn't know where to start in the Bible. But also the goal of the book is to get people reading more in scripture because that's where we really get the best advice. And so that's something that I'm like hoping happens with this book. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing idea. Um, did you kind of want, I don't know if you want to talk about this at all, just a little bit about your testimony, um, how you got your relationship with God? Yeah, so part of my testimony, I'll just I'll sh- share some snippets because obviously ours is always evolving. But the, the main, I guess, switch in my heart that Jesus was someone that I wanted to dedicate my life to and follow him because I just knew that like a life with him was way better than one without was in high school. I went to a D now, and that's short for discipleship now. It's like a weekend where you spend night with your friends and there's messages at whatever church you're going to. And it's almost, I think it's a nationwide thing, but I was in Southern Illinois where I was living and there was just like a switch that was flipped on, I guess, whenever there was a speaker talking and I knew that I was living my life for the wrong reasons. And I wanted to really pursue God after that. Um, But when I was 10 years old, I I recognized that Jesus was my savior and I wanted to follow him, but I didn't really know how to do that. I actually asked him in my heart in the bathtub when I was 10, but it really just clicked for me in high school. And then I believe that's when I shared my testimony video was like a few weeks after that on, on YouTube. And if I were to redo that video, I'd be like, what? That's not my testimony. I go back and say so many new things, but that's the beauty I think of our testimony is like it's always going to be changing and evolving and we should always be sharing it because everything's going to like change every day so yeah that's a little bit of my story and ever since that switch was flipped on I like saying it that way because it's almost like you realize something that you never knew before um I started doing videos about faith and then I kind of like didn't do as many over the years because I wanted to be able to relate to both audiences and bring in people who aren't Christians into like the space where they can feel welcomed and come with their questions and really figure out through the way that I live. And now that the way that Nick and I live and the way we lead our family, which is literally just a dog right now, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, Just how we live our lives. And also I don't believe that we can, show who Jesus is just by the way that we live. I think we have to tell people about him. I mean, it says that in God's word. There's this like phrase going around that's saying like, um, share who Jesus is. And you, if you have to, or it's something along the lines of like, share who Jesus is. Um, and if you have to use words, but I think you should always use words because God gave us a mouth for a reason. And like scripture is words and, it, I just think that's powerful too. I think you have to do both. So that's what I've been learning recently, but that's, that's it in essence, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. Like with what you said, the flip on switch, I 
I guess like younger, we, we went to church and I knew about God, but I didn't like know him, know him, I guess. And then like we, it was actually like two years ago, we went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. And just like when I got back, I just felt like my life was changed after that. Like when you're around that many Christians, just hearing so many testimonies and like just a full week of worship. It's, it's yeah. insane when you open your heart, like what God can do for you. That's awesome. Wow. I've always wanted to go to the Dominican. Oh, gosh. Definitely do. It was, like, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Wow. That's so cool. It's good to know about you, too. That's really powerful. So the next thing I want to talk about with you is married life, because we can definitely both relate on that. Um, You just got married, and I just got married. So first thing I want to hear was, like, your love story with your husband. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I guess you kind of went over that, but. No, for sure. There's, I mean, there's a whole, whole story that I didn't share, but the way that we met was actually through Twitter in 2016. Um, I had come across this profile through another friend and I started liking a bunch of his tweets because I was like, man, this guy's cute. He also believes in Jesus and he seems like he has his head on straight. So I like guys like that. So I started just acknowledging a bunch of his tweets and realized that I had done like 20 tweets in a row and gotten back really far um and nick had later told me after he had dm me that he was checking out my stuff and uh that he didn't he chose not to message me until like three days later which i was like dude you should have done it earlier but whatever so he messaged me and said hey i love your channel keep doing it for jesus and I think that's, he thought that that would be it, like that he was just going to encourage me. Um, But I was thinking other things. I was like, man, this guy, this guy would be someone great to get to know. So um, a few messages later, I gave him my number and then we started FaceTiming and getting to know each other. And then over the phone, we knew that we had feelings for each other, but we didn't want to take anything like to like a dating relationship unless we actually met each other because we just thought that sounded bizarre and wild. Um, so we met each other like two months later in Georgia at the conference um, that I was mentioning. And we just kind of like, I don't know, we just knew, like we clicked to a way where we're just like, okay, we need to date. We need to at least get to know each other more because we knew that this was like, it felt right for the first time out of all dating relationships that I ever had. So that was really amazing to to know um, before even dating Nick. So a few months go by and we're still talking. We still haven't dated yet. It's been about two months and we started dating in February whenever he flew up to Illinois from Florida and he got to know my family and then my dad was like yo when are you gonna ask my daughter to like be your girlfriend or whatever and then he's like yo I was planning on it so he asked me in St. Louis because we go over there a lot since it's super close to where I live or lived um and that's where we kind of started dating and then we dated long distance flew from different places and sometimes I drove to Georgia he drove there like we would love to meet there so we just kind of like made it work and saw each other about once a month maybe once every one and a half months and then we knew that we wanted to like cut it out and like move somewhere so we could be closer together so we moved to Georgia and 
the rest is kind of history. We just like are loving it out here and we got married in March of this year um, and it was great. Yeah, it's definitely a millennial type relationship, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, me and Peter met over Instagram and it's so funny too because what you said, he waited three days, Peter waited three days too to like message me. So I'm like, is this a weird guy thing or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, to make sure. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that's so sweet that you guys met at the Passion Conference. I love that story. So the next thing, kind of talking about marriage. Um, everyone's always asking me what it's like being married young. I'm sure you get tons of questions about that, too. Yes. I just podcast on it. Um, and people really seem to love, like, listening about it. So I kind of just wanted to talk about what it's like for you being married young. Yeah, for sure. So... For us, it's a little bit, it seems a little bit more normal because a lot of our friends are either engaged or they're already married and they're a little bit older than us. So we feel like we're surrounded by people who are kind of in the same boat, but then we also have friends that are single and they're like, you know, 25, 26. And it's good to have those friends too, because they also like can see from a different perspective. But for us, I think since it's only been a few months, it's been a lot of learning and honestly struggling through certain things that we're trying to figure out, like um, like our finances and where we want to live. And like our first apartment, the one that we're living in right now, has been a little difficult just with like, um, like for example, this week, our like studio where we usually film our podcast, it was leaking water through the ceiling because like the neighbor that had just recently moved out, one of their like water outlets for the uh, laundry was like just so much water was coming out and they were gone. So they didn't know that that was happening. And we like suffered from having a bunch of water coming through the ceiling. But I won't say that like, that's the worst thing ever that stuff happens, but there's just been several things that we've had to push through. And I think the Lord's teaching us a lot through it, a lot of patience, a lot of like, you know, our story is going to be unique. It's not going to be like everyone else's. So that's kind of what it's been like. And I think a lot of what I've been feeling, I kind of shared in that YouTube video that you watched about being a wife and learning so many things about myself, how selfish I can be. And while it's been amazing, I want to, I don't want to say that there's been so many bad things because there hasn't, it's just been a lot of learning lessons and it's ultimately made us better people. So it's great things in the long run, but for right now, it just feels like we're really just learning a lot. Yeah, and like we we talk about so much to do together. We're always just learning new things about each other, and um, like every day is yeah, like you know. So it's I agree, it's so fun just learning. Like there's so much stuff that I thought I knew. I thought I knew everything about him, I guess. And then like we're getting we got married and we're like living together all the time now, and it's like oh my gosh, I didn't know that about you. Like, it's just fun doing that, you know? Definitely. It's it's interesting to learn, like, all the fun and quirky things about someone. And then in that process, you're also learning more things about yourself. And you're like, wait, what? I've lived with myself for 21 years. I had no idea I had this side to me. Like, I need to work on this. So that's also something that I'm I'm working through, too. Yeah, we we've talked a lot, me and him, just about how, like, I didn't realize how selfish I was, I guess, not in, like, a, a bad, like, really selfish way, but, like, 
you get used to doing so much on your own and then when there's a whole other person depending on you and like you're serving them while they're serving you it it's just like so different it is yeah and I almost want to say like it's not completely selfishness it's just we've been used to the same old routine and then we almost have like these expectations of what marriage is going to be like and then we get in it for ourselves and realize that that is not feasible like it's not reality when two people come together it's messy and you have to work out those like ebbs and flows of it and so it's it's good that we're both realizing these things because if we didn't if we didn't learn them early on we would be learning them like years down the road and I would rather learn them now so oh yeah I totally agree with that um so the next thing on marriage uh just how you guys always keep Christ as your center. I guess what's your best advice for doing that? Yeah, that's definitely hard. It's, I thought it would just be so easy. Like, you know, when we enter marriage, we're always going to be, you know, on the same mind and, and always wanting the same things. And it's just not like that. It's, it's learning a lot of, um, like, how is a Lord trying to work in us while we're trying to do this? And, so I, I guess the best advice for for that is to literally talk about everything, like just over communicate about all the things that you're going through, what you're struggling with and what you think that maybe the Lord is teaching you because the Lord could be teaching your husband or your wife the exact same thing. And if you didn't communicate that together, then it, it's just kind of like you're both internally like working through certain things that you're not sharing with one another. And I think that's the beautiful thing about marriage is we're supposed to be open about those things. And um, when we do, we grow in Christ and with each other on the same on the same page. So that's one thing that I would suggest is just like literally when you feel like you're just communicating too much, you're probably not. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but most guys, they need that like over-communication. Yeah. So... Um, that's what I try to do. I used to think that Nick could read my mind, but no, nope, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's such a good, like, that's a good question. Just always ask them, you know, what is the Lord teaching you this week? And I mean, maybe you guys are learning the same thing. Like, yeah, over communication. That's a good, good tip. Yeah. Um, I say over communication because it, it feels like that to us as girls. Yeah. We're like, um, I've told you this like three times but I guess I have to phrase it again in a different way the fourth time but maybe you'll finally get it it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like okay I'm learning patience at the same time but I also want us to be on the same mind with this so I need to make sure that this gets across to you and he has to do the same thing with us because I feel like some guys like or sometimes all guys like feel like we're kind of on the same page already we don't need to talk about certain things but Sometimes I just got to communicate my feelings. I've definitely been learning the same thing. I like that we've been kind of both going through this too. That's cool. Um, Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's kind of like your best relationship advice. That was the next thing I was going to ask you. Um, But if you have anything else you want to share. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking a lot about marriage, but honestly, in this time of being in a new place for like the past year and a half, a little over a year and a half, I've also been learning how to really be a good friend to other people and how to gain friendship 
because I had grown up with the same people and friendships were just kind of easy because it was always the same people and I never had to meet anyone new. And when I moved here, I realized, okay, making friends when I'm older looks a lot different than what it was when I was growing up with other people. So I've learned that like friendship takes time, like a lot of time sometimes. And people have can tend to have trust issues if we're not like open and honest with one another. If we don't bring down some of those walls that we naturally build up, then we're not going to have true friends. It's just, it's not going to happen if we aren't like willing to let people into our lives and into our story. So I would challenge people with that. If you're going through a similar thing with like friendship, um, and I guess the same thing could apply to marriage, you got to let your walls down. Like most people aren't out to like try to take you under and ruin your life. (laughs) Like a lot of us fear. Um, If people are pursuing a friendship with you, most likely they're just trying to like have another friend just like you and they're trying to grow as well. So I would recommend that for people because I've been learning that and it takes time. Friendship takes time for sure. Yeah. And I just got like, especially I've noticed this in college, like you never know who you're going to talk to. Um, like mm-hmm. there's just so many people with so many different stories. So it's cool. Yeah. I'm definitely like going through that too. Yeah. Relatable. We're all going through the same thing. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> uh. All right, so before we say goodbye, I always like to do just a weekly Bible verse to encourage my listeners. So yeah. I'd love if you would say your favorite Bible verse. I didn't know if you had anything like a devotional that went wrong, along with it you wanted to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I honestly am opening the Bible app because I've been reading through the book of Job, and I'm remembering a verse that, like, really impacted me. Um and I I never really thought that Job would speak to me the way that it is because I've learned that Job is not like a book of a bunch of testing and trials for one man who was held upright and all of that thing or all of that stuff. It was honestly like a really, to me, it seems like a really big argument of like, you know, is your heart really in check and his friends really challenging him and I would challenge people to read the book of Job because I used to think it was something totally different because I only like read the first two chapters. And now, I mean, there's like 30 something chapters, I believe. I need to like double check that. But um, in Job chapter two, it's talking about um, how Satan has entered into the picture and is really looking for someone to test or not not test, but to like ruin their life because that's what Satan wants to do. Um, but everything has to go through the Lord and it's all for his good in the long term and in like the heavenly perspective. But I'm sorry I'm making this a lesson. So there's this verse um, that talks about, um, it says in verse two of chapter two of Job, uh, the Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? For roaming from the earth, Satan answered him and walking around on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered him? Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. He still remains in his integrity, even though you incited me against him to destroy him for no good reason. And the conversation goes on. But I think that's just super inspiring because I hope the Lord says that about me, that I'm like someone who's full of integrity 
and who does what I say that I do and like who actually fears the Lord and submits my life to him and all the things that I do. So I, I just would challenge people with that. That's like so encouraging. I know that Satan is in the picture of this Bible verse, but um, Satan is in the midst of this world. So I think it's good that we have like, we know that the Lord's fighting for us and that he like thinks so like highly of us and loves us so much. But also it is like on us to be people of integrity and to be who we say we are. So I challenge you guys with that. That is such a good verse. This is like my favorite part of my podcast just because everyone comes up with something different and it totally means something to someone else than it could to you. And I love that about just reading the Bible with someone else. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Job, I didn't know would like really change my perspective, but it definitely has. And I love how it literally is the oldest like recorded book of the Bible, which is so interesting because I mean, Bibles in a different order. Job isn't first, but um, it is really cool. So, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I had so much fun talking to you. Yeah, um, I had fun. Uh, did you want to give your socials out so people can check you out? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, if you guys are just hearing about me and like my crazy life with my husband and my dog for the first time. Um, I am on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all the things, and podcasts. Um, one of my favorite things is our podcast. It's called Encounter Now with Nick and Shells, and you can listen on it on the same the same platform that you're listening to this podcast. And also, I'm Chelsea K. Hurst on most platforms, and then on YouTube, I am Chelsea Crockett. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can check out By Grace You'll Make It on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, rate us, subscribe, follow us, check us out. Um, Yeah, so I hope you guys tune in again next week. Bye, guys. See (laughs) y'all.